Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of the Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there's only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, Josiah, along with King Offling. And uh, hello, hello. How's it going? Good. How are you, dude? How's your week been? It's um, it's been all right. Um, not incredibly busy, but um, I feel like yeah, I feel like you've had a good week. Yeah, it's not been it's not been too bad. I've uh, a couple of things. Just it's been. And for those of you who have, who aren't in the uh, uh, Wagdai Discord, it's been it's been pretty active lately. Uh, We've had a lot of newcomers <laughs> recently, uh, for better or worse. Um, so the experience has been has been quite interesting uh, over this past week. Sure. Well, let's hop into it. I- I'm sure we'll we'll get into that that particular reference point later. But uh, let's see what's been up with the main account. The main account has finally tweeted. Um, let's. That was yesterday, January thirtieth, and I'm sure you all have. Uh, Y'all know what that's about, but let's uh, let's put a sound bite here, real quick. Not good, not good, not bad, not bad. Clean, 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 and 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 blue. Um. So. Um, you know, the main account tweeted that the catacombs seemed endless and there was something fluttering within. Three days later, it puts out this video of the moth. And I, I, what I made sense of what he was saying was that he was like raiding Sears, right? Like he's like saying good, yeah. good, plain. Um, and then, of course, it leads to the airdropping of the moth talk. Um I forgot originally how many pieces there were because several have been seared since then. Yeah, I did the math. So I think there were 41 sent out immediately. Um, And we're down to 28 left. This is the fastest seared talk, I mean, of all time. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I I think uh, obviously the Band of the Bulwark and the Encampment Medallion are going to be the top seared concords, right? but this one has garnered quite the number. And obviously the mechanic of it is, uh, is a large contributor of that. This talk does not add something to your wag die. It takes something away. Um, it takes three different things away, right? So there are three manifestations of what it can. You know the, um, the alignment? Yeah. Yeah, I can I can run the breakdown. So the, so the mothling when seared, unlike other tr- other other to- uh, tokens, it um it removes traits. So at default, um it will remove your character's armor trait, uh creating a, a beautiful nakey. Um <clears throat> if your character is a uh, true neutral, meaning it has the white break background, uh then it will remove the armor trait and the mask trait so giving them a, a totally clean just the body and the back uh, remain and then if they are lawful neutral it will only remove the mask remove their hat so 
Um, it's inter- an interesting definition of like, you know, I try and find little subtle uh, things about what traits align with what alignments and how they connect to the, to the, to the 17 and it, you know, lawful, lawful neutral characters wanting to keep their clothes on, but maybe take off their hat, I guess kind of makes sense. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And so, yeah, like nearly 20 of these things have been seared so far. Uh, I guess cyber's mound must be getting busy. Hold on. I'm going to go look that up, but what are your thoughts, Josiah? I really like it. You know, when, um, when searing first emerged, you know, we, we were checking them all out and, I mean, I, I particularly was playing with the idea of, of just how far you can go in terms of the variety of mechanics, right? Not just adding traits and substituting them, but, you know, just ha- how they can interact and play around. And so having this first talk be something that takes away something, um, I think, is a game changer and it's really fun to play with. I was saying, you know, the raptor's tooth was really good alpha because it takes the ugly mask away from your wag die and replaces it with something a little more subtle, right? So if you have like a wormkin or her lover, but there's some garish ancient device, you know, blocking the the countenance. Raptor's tooth was really good for that. So you know, I'm looking for something that takes away back traits. Um, I, I think people would love that. Um, what What's also interesting is that the the traits. Um, not the trait seared, but what's that? The new trait that comes as a result of searing, it's different too based on the alignment. So if you just go to the main collection and type in Mothlings, you'll see that Mothlings Moon comes up and Mothlings Guard. Mothlings Moon is the name of the trait that you sear on a neutral, right? That's the one that takes away the armor and the Mothlings Guard is the one that takes away just the armor. And I believe... I might be wrong, you can correct me, but I believe no one has seared a moth um, that has just taken away the mask. So that trait has still yet to manifest in what it's called. But I think, I mean, that's some pretty interesting variety to see. Yeah, so, I mean, there's been a lot of Nakis produced on this thing. Uh, For those of you who are not, like, deep into Wagdai culture, uh, a Naki is basically just a a Wagdai without a suit of armor. Um, and uh they've been staking all at cyber's mound which is one of the one of the locations there's 24 of them there now and i'm checking and and mount turlo which uh traditionally has a lot of the the female characters um uh, is now filling up with uh more nakis and there's other nakis dotted around the world uh more frequently so there's uh uh, an influx of <laughs> nudists running around um maybe just in time for us to go and like chill with the druids uh i think it might be a nice uh touch to that um as for the the seared traits yeah i mean like that's the thing that the seared traits being having three different um uh you know configurations right removing the armor removing the mask and then removing the mask and armor yeah it, it, i mean mechanically it needs three unique names so you've got mothling's guard uh mothling's moon and i think was a mothling's teeth or bite um and the <clears throat> most interesting part of the, the 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 traits to me is the uh concord that they are from um we we kind of dug into it a little bit but we're still figuring out um 
you know what what it means there's a new concord based around the mothlings associated with the the mothling token uh called the fossers and that was not a word i was particularly familiar with when it first came through i ran it through google translate it tells me it's a latin word um meaning like there's it's got two noun meanings one being like a clown or a fool and then the other being like to dig or 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 a ditch um so like the ditch diggers or something like that is kind of what i'm getting at uh getting from the, the translation but again it's just google translate i don't really know what do you if you've got any better interpretation of that um yeah i mean it, it seems to be describing the the inhabitants of the catacomb right i'm not sure if we're gonna get any more than that i don't know what else could be in the catacomb um yeah i'm not sure um, something I thought interesting to bring up as well was no one was expecting this talk, right? And I think that's that's a situation that hasn't been since the very first three. Her Ash, Her Ember, and Her Bonfire. Not Her Bonfire, The Flame of the Tony One. Those came about from people who had no idea they would happen. Of course, they didn't exist at the time. But since then, basically, every talk that has been um, airdropped from events, right? We're, we're kind of anticipated. So this is the first time in a long time since we were given a talk that no one knew was coming, right? No one knew what to do in order to get it. And it seems like, you know, the consensus is that if you were the first one who seared a new trait, right, you are airdropped a mothling. So for instance, Fanunculus, um, who appeared in the Discord a bit after a while recently, she was the first to sear a witch, witch's brush, yeah. And so she got airdropped a mothling. So, you know, I, I was looking at the top holders. Brennan has like nine. Mischievio had um, eight. So, but there are a handful of people who only got one. So it's interesting to think which which um, trait were they the first this year. But you got one. Which one was yours? I, I'm not sure exactly which one it is. But I, if I had to guess, it would be my field notes. Um, I, I seared the uh, the rare field field notes um, uh, and got that uh, that in, that uh, lost stalwart lost tome. Um, so I have the one. Um, but damn, yeah. I mean, if uh, guys, if you want the alpha, I got the alpha for you here. Um, because when when we figured when I heard that that was it, I went and I checked, and there are still traits that have yet to be seared. Now, I don't know. If completing these seers is going to generate these mothlings or not, um, but there are four traits currently that have yet to be seared. Um, they're all a little bit hard to uh, to come by, though. So you you've got the fool's cap, right? Which, I mean, there's only one, so th that's uh, that's not going to be likely. Um, you have the visage of the nameless. So those are the two jesters dice. Um, and neither of them have been seared yet. And so the first one to do that, I guess, theoretically. Um, her sacred corpse is a little more attainable. And that's uh, a flame of 21 seared onto anything but a lawful evil character. Um, nobody's done it yet because the flame of the 21 is like a pretty hardcore token. Uh, I, I checked, 
several times on uh, on OpenSea, and it, it's it's pricey. Um, and then the last one is uh, the Swamp Witch Crown, which I I'm honestly I'm kind of shocked. Like with all of the cauldron searing having been uh, congregated in the in the shrouds, right? The cult like it's it's the um, <clears throat> interesting thing is it's because it's the generic cauldron seer. If you had seared a, a, a witch's cauldron onto any uh, character except for the uh, was it chaotic neutral ones, you would have gotten this uh, trait and gotten a, a, a muffling with it. But everybody wants that damn shroud, so nobody had seared the crown whatsoever. Yeah, it definitely flew under the radar for that reason. Um, early on, I was looking for some some grails that would be created with. What I found out was the saltus body with, um, you know, the heavy wormkin armor or the worms, the worms armor um, and a sword in the back makes a really cool witch king looking uh, wag die. So definitely I, I would recommend saltus body with the swamp witch crown. I think that creates a really cool combo but yeah i guess there are you know taking out the fool's cap um because i think devs are allowing the nameless charter to be seared with with them in like the next three days or something all the others are 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 a, a good bet for people to go for um well but and again though uh, i will preface like we could be done getting mothlings we don't know, right? Like uh, in typical wag die fashion, we've got no clue. But those are the four traits that have never been seared yet. So, if anybody's feeling adventurous, hey, maybe there's alpha in there for you. Um, maybe it's worth you know burning one of your few. I mean, there's not that many cauldrons. Like the 20, 21 cauldrons left, none available for sale, and it looks like they're all tied up in a lot. Of, oh no, there's people around who, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people around who've got them. Maybe it's worth the risk. I would, yeah. I would venture to do to try it, because um, I think that swamp witch crown looks dope. If I had an extra cauldron, I would, I would have gone it, gone for it. Um, you know, it's a good trade. Like it's honestly, it's I, a good I agree. One. Um, but yeah, your your other option is to pick one up from the floor, and that's at 0.08 currently. Um, I would just also like to add, I love to see the neutral background. That's the all white one, right? Getting some love. The only other trait that matched with that was the uh, the ladle, and um, not a very popular, um, also known as the golf club. Um, I don't so, know why. It's amazing. <laughs> do you do you have any with? No, I I yeah. actually because I don't. I didn't. I gave away. I mean, I put my one nod bone in the um, uh, in the Concord of Research, and then. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna put my mothling in the Concord of Research as well. The 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 um, the actually the other interesting thing I've been I've been keeping an eye on the uh, you 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 perverts out there, um the the her lover and Wormkin elite uh, body types uh they have like vanished from the marketplace like they've been all snatched up or delisted, um they are gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I, yeah, I think if you go to Mount Turlo on the map, you're going to find them all there. Um, no surprise, really. But uh, hey, that's the Mothling talk. I don't think there's anything more to add. Kind of interested to see if there are more of these surprise talks that emerge as our story continues. But uh, let's see, moving on to other... I, well, one, more, one more thing for it. I, I will say I'm, sh I'm very surprised to see a new talk so quickly. Like, it's cool that there is a 
a talk for a Concord that's not associated to any of the 17. Um, uh, even though this, I guess this maybe could be She Who Smiles Concord, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, it's very cool to have a non, non 17 associated talk. Uh, and I did not expect us to get one so soon. Yeah, we love it when the devs are head down working. Um, let's move on to the Garden of Memories. So this is a recent update as well. And I believe we talked last week or the week before about the um, the passing of NT, who, who was a longtime OG community member. Um, he did a lot of work in the Concord of Research, and that's actually where he frequented the most. I think he was saying, you know, he... He wasn't so fond of interacting with the uh, library at the time. That was, we were still kind of transitioning. There were a lot of people still popping in every once in a while, you know, kind of talking about the floor and all that. Um, But he, you know, um, the devs did something really cool, which is they updated the, his, one of his Wagdai's PFP, the Wagdai named Chorus. Um, And it looks like they, they transformed it into stone maybe marble and there's some wrappings of ivy and flower wrapped around him um and it's set against a starry night background and it's it's really you know touching to see the image and they created a new stake spot in the map um it's just northeast of the church of her and it looks like i mean it's shaped like a star pavilion but that's the site they've chosen as the Garden of Memories. And his wag die has been forever staked at that spot. Yeah, it's one of the coolest things I think has ever come out of this community. Uh, I mean, it's tragic, but at the same time, like it's really quite awesome that we can have this kind of permanent on-chain memorial. Um, it's, it's, you know, embedded in the game uh, forever. Um and uh yeah the the i think that the art update is 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 gorgeous you know it's a nice uh stone statue version of of the pfp with some ivy and most importantly um that starry constellation background <clears throat> um as we all know nt was from uh created the the ox figment um character line um yeah it's uh it's a great play and they posted a really nice little video for it too um, so I, I am, uh, quite, quite impressed with their speed and in, in getting all that done. Yeah, for sure. The, you, you know, you can tell they definitely prioritized it. Um, so rest in peace, Antti. And, uh, you know, his memorial's always on the map now, if you want to go visit. Um, tangentially related, you know, I, w- I was talking to someone else early, earlier in the week. Uh, it's also a reflection of how intentional the map artist's work is. And that there are so many details on the map that can kind of be reappropriated or given life, right? So many different landmarks. People see skulls. People see small towers. And, you know, that that small star-shaped garden was perfect, a perfect use for this. So it's kind of also fun to think of what could be. And, you know, I would actually really encourage community members, right, if you're, if you're currently LARPing. To kind of think about that in your story and, you know, just kind of where your characters go and how that might look like in the map, you know, reappropriate some of these landmarks and, you know, you never know what might happen down the road. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And and uh, kudos to, to Prince Ham again for the, the map work, because um, it's not like a fixed thing. There's there's a lot of opportunity for um, uh 
you know xy coordinates to be the, the the way the system works is it's basically xy coordinates can uh can create a location so um that map can be filled with an infinite number on well, that infinite but a very large number of uh of unique locations and and staking potential and all that stuff so uh the deeper we go into this world um the the more can open up through that um, which is cool and exciting and yeah. uh good, good design work I think we're anticipating the landlord or the land charter competition, right? Where, you know, again, if you individual wallets can own these locations, right? So I think that that was something that was expressed or implied very early on that if you own one of these lands, you can, you know, you're in control, you can burn whatever wag dies there or whatever. Um, but kind of waiting for how they, you know, mechanize that for uh, competitions and like LARP um opportunities and all that but we'll see it's all speculation right let's uh mosey on over to do we have time to talk masrady i didn't know there was anything new this is this is a surprise to me you tell me what's up yeah i we've never talked about it so for some people it might not be but if you go to masrady's page that's spelled m-o-z-r-e space d-e-e Right. You, you get her her wag die page and she actually has a story um, that kind of links in with the greater narrative of the wound. OK, the backstory is that Masri D was from the Tinkerers Consortia. No surprise there. But the history of the consortia is that they were establishing markets at a place called the Artificer's, Arti Artificer's Sanctum um, that's around the wound. And there was a huge explosion. And it caused the death of everyone in that consortia, except for two people, um, Masri D and Kudo the Strain. So that explosion actually turned her mask alive. And the way it's described is that it kind of acts as an interface for her to communicate with creatures, right? I, I picture like that, that scene of the, the image of Robert Downey Jr. And his, his, it's his face within the Iron Man suit. He has all these like interface like gadgets and whatever. That That's like what I, I kind of envision when, I, when it says that. And so she travels with Kudo now. Um, and she, you know, she takes cares of the beast and keeps up the mission of the consortia. So for, for those of you who don't know Kudo the Strange, if you also search that into the Wagdai collection, which I'm doing right now, you'll see that he's one of two Wagdai staked at the address called Welcome Stranger Inn. And this was something that was discovered months ago. Um, what's, what's funny is that the original inn that was discovered was abandoned. And all of its assets were transferred to this new one called the Welcome Stranger. So there are only two Wagi there. One has a name. That's Kudo. Um, his story kind of reflects Masrady's as well. The disaster that happened at Artificer Sanctum. And now he's running. The um, so, you know, this is the devs setting up a storyline that I believe has to do with the wound. But it's pretty cool to find, you know, backstory and, and uh, characters being built that you weren't aware of before. Yeah, I mean, I knew about the Welcome Stranger in from Mazra's story, but I didn't really know about Kudo. I don't. I, where did you find all this story? Because this is a lot of this is, is fresh to me. It's it's in the character's backstory. I, I oh, on the Fate of Wagdai page. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Also on on um, you know, the Wagdai acid itself on OS. Interesting. Yes, more more content delivery in disparate places that make you dig for it. Goddamn. Um, very cool. Uh, I mean, I'm looking for. I want Masrady to come back. <laughs> I, I, 
I need more of these wag die beasts in my life. Yeah, you don't own any yet, right? Um, no, I still haven't found. I haven't found my perfect one. Right, um, a dancing bear. We're waiting for that, I suppose. Is, is that what it is? Is that a is dancing that what you bear see with ball. me? Yeah, I mean, look at your PFP, man. You're wearing a gold jester's crown with wings coming off your back. It, it, you need the dancing bear. If you say so. The um, uh, I mean, the be- I mean, it, to talk about bees for a second. Uh, I mean, like we haven't had uh much update from them since, but. The uh, the, yeah, I mean, the the auctions went off well. I think people are really excited about them. I guess it just takes a lot of time to develop, you know. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Yeah, I think it's you know the artist has to do all that. This seems like a very compartmentalized workload. You know, that's not really contingent on all the other devs doing their things. Um, so that's what that would seem like. But okay, so that's that. That's most of our main storyline adventure. Let's uh, giddy up over to community initiatives. And um, this is, I think, where we're going to explicitly ask for help from the audience. Um, we want to talk Dark Blade guilds, um, by, but neither myself nor King Offling are very good. So a lot, Lost Cowboy was in the audience earlier. I don't see him now. I'm wondering if anyone else familiar with the ongoings, Chimera perhaps, or Bus, if you want to come on up and take the mic, we'd love to hear what Azur is cooking up. But as we wait for that, let's talk about Book of Gore. Have you read it? I, I bought it. <laughs> I have not. I have not. Had, <laughs> I have not had a chance to read it yet. I apologize. I'm so bad. Um, no, I have not had a chance to read it yet. Um, apologies. I wonder. I wonder how many of you guys had. So, you know, we want to talk about it, but spoilers. Would you? Would just put a spoiler warning. That's fine, right? Um, so obviously the book of gore, we talked about it last week. It's minting now. I think it's closing soon, very soon, but it's, um, it's a 60 page or so graphic novel drawn by young surf. And I believe written by Prince Hamdo and the story follows the titular, not the titular character, um, Prince Hamdo himself, um, as he journeys for love. The premise is that he receives a letter, right? Um, someone's been messing with his his attempts to court uh, a princess and he goes on a search to find out who this person is and it, it brings him into contact with um, the prophet young surf and then merlin and it sets up the stage for part two about who this person is um yeah i can't talk with you about it i suppose since you haven't read um, but if anyone wants go to go for it, go for stage, it. Walk me through the highlights. What what are, what are the best parts? What should I be looking out for when I finally do give myself a nice 20 minutes to go sit down and read it? Sure. Um, let's see. So for a long time, I think Prince Hamdo has, has been slowly leaking out the different houses that his wag die kind of congregate in. And so, you know, it, it's cool to kind of see them live out their their family heritage on on page right and the way he delineates information is that he he doesn't it, it's it's sort of expositional but it might be like yeah i can't believe you know we're at war with this house we used to blah 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 and blah 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 right and and you know he'll say things like you know well you you your character comes from the house this which is known for their you know their their knowledge of history or whatever so you know, it, I feel like it's a really good way of understanding different houses that he's intentional. Um, so that's really fun to see the camaraderie between, you know, Prince Hamdo and the, the different princes who accompany him on his uh, journey. 
Um, there's a pretty epic, there's, there are several epic fight scenes um, with some bandits and against Merlin. Some of them are uh, NC-17 for uh, uh, brutality and gore. Um, kudos to Young Sir for drawing all that. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty visual and awesome to see. Um, but, you know, obviously you got to read it for yourself. So in this in this critical review, what is what is was was just I give it out of a uh, uh, five stars? What are we what are we looking at here? Let's see if this were the Fellowship of the Ring analog. It sets up the story incredibly well, um, and it and it does end with the climactic action scene against Merlin. Um, so let's I would rate it on virtue of those merits, four out of five. Solid. All right, you've convinced me. I will give it. I will give it the time. I'm, I've been flipping through it while you've been been talking, and you're right. These action sequences look do 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 look amazing. I just wish I knew the context for them. Um, it is uh, the mint is still open. Uh, it is available for the next uh, 26 minutes and 45 seconds. I'm going to drop another uh, uh, link in the Discord if you guys haven't minted it yet. 115 copies have have gone at, at 01 ETH. That's amazing. I'm really happy to see that, considering all of the work that went into this thing. Um, so cheers, cheers, Prince and, and Surf. You guys absolutely deserved it. And it's a, a solid holder distribution, too. Like, it's not, I mean, we, you know, we, we often, you know, there's some people in the community who absolutely like to, uh, um, you know, heavily support these community initiatives, and they definitely have come out in full force. But there's a lot of individuals here that I don't even I don't even know half of these people from the community. Like, there's a lot of folks in here that I are not regulars, um, which is really cool. Um, you you love to see uh, content like this drawing in uh, new 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 audience, and and that's really great. So again, kudos. Yeah, really, really good to see it succeed in that way. It was particularly well promoted too. I feel um, so. That's awesome. Let's see anything else regarding Book of Gore. There's a website you can you guys can go check out bookofgore.xyz. But uh, you know, good job. I'm always yeah, I'm always super appreciate appreciative of you know community projects that expand the world, right? That make it feel more lived in. I think that everyone benefits from that kind of enrichment. It's really good to see. Um, something else to mention. Let's see what else in community characters. There's the Baron Court. Yeah. I'll, okay. So we we had um uh late last week was a uh a community uh cross community spaces with the uh, Forgotten Runes Wizard Cult. Um, Meeple Dad has been a a, a wag die uh, and a Forgotten Rune uh you know holder. Um, and he runs the spaces and he invited me and uh, and Brennan over um to to come and you know, talk wag die, talk forgotten runes, share the things that are common and different between our communities. And there was a lot of like good um, cross community education and, you know, and, and result, we ended up having uh, a handful of new community members diving in. One of which um, was this individual called the Baron court um, who immediately started with the fun font LARPs um, and uh, sort of issued a, a challenge, an invitation for people using the the, the staking mechanic. Um, you know, invited people to to stake to the desolate waste to follow their character. They've got a really cool. Uh, I, I, what's the, I don't know what the trait, the Noxium trait with the like the long nose jester mask thing. Do you know the one I'm talking about? 
Um, and, and he's got a, a friend of the nameless uh, snake with him. So he's this like uh, merchant of venom, he calls himself, and then uh, invites all of the uh, Wagdai to come and like stake at the desolate uh, uh, wastes. And uh, there's like a good uh, LARP experience that I had um, exclusively in the DMs. And I know other people have had similar. So it's been unlike other a lot of our LARPs where have happened in Gather or uh, um, have happened in the uh, the roleplay only channels in the Discord. This one's just like straight up in the DMs. Um, and um, my my I'll, I'll I'll just give a rundown of my experience there, where it was like I staked, I sent a character over. Um, you know, there's this like swirling sand. A vortex kind of thing an invitation to like jump in and cross worlds uh uh you know i'm 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 role playing back and forth i have one of my wag is uh i call him king isekai he's like uh he's got the the the, the hoodie like he looks a lot like the the, the wag die weekly uh, uh a pfp um and so uh yeah you know invites him to to jump in and face whatever's there uh to find and then i'm like looking on chain he's like having me look on chain for for a vault of some sort and you know um it's a it's he's a forgotten runes maxi for sure um so i'm checking out all of these characters and stuff and trying to get a sense of like what this story is going um and it ends up uh on on his uh uh twitter page with with some wildly cool artwork um, of this like uh, bull, uh, golden bull uh, creature, um, and I, that's where I, I left off. I don't know what's next to come, um, but if you guys are interested in a very trippy kind of uh, experience, definitely muck about with the Baron Court in the Discord uh, and see what happens. Because I don't think I figured out everything, um, <laughs> and there, I know other people have had different experiences, so. Um, definitely see what's up with you guys. Yeah, that's super interesting. Thanks for laying it out like that because, yeah, you know, he came into my DMs and I, I couldn't figure out what the heck he wanted. Um, you know, I, I was trying to go along with it, but, you know, I it reminds me of when I was, um, you know, I was doing the DM thing with Ouroboros at one point and, you know, that was very in character. But this is just his commitment to it is just something else entirely. And I'm not sure I can hack it. Um, but it I mean, it's an opportunity, right? So I think if, if you guys, you know, I'm thinking about the twins, one of the names that pops into my mind and Aaron as well, or Sisab, if, if that's your thing, look into it. I think, you know, you might enjoy it. It might be worth your while. Um, yeah, Noxium, cool. yeah, the lore he's created with Wagdai characters, you know, like that, that's what someone was saying, you know, oh, he's just shilling. If you look at the wag die he's bought I, there's a lot of integrity or intention behind it right and how he's choosing to shape his story i mean the, the idea of the baron court right they're selling all these elixirs and whatnot is really cool and the fact that he chose one of the uh the noxium death dealers as the motif and he bought a a um a, a what's it called the no- yeah the, the noxium brew and seared it to get the serpent with it tells a lot about their passion for you know the storytelling and and larping so there's kudos to him for that yeah it's uh it's cool to have other community members coming and i just want to give a shout out to to meeple dad 
um, not only for having us on on his uh, spaces, um, but we had it actually. It turns out he's he's in my city. We had a chance to to meet up and hang out um, the day after, uh, and you know just just continue sharing um, stuff you know between between the projects and like you know where what can we learn from one another and it's cool i mean like forgotten runes is a is a much bigger project than wagdai um so there's a lot of like information to gain there too but um they are in awe of our storytelling and our and our narrative and the like depth of it uh in 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 contrast to um you know the what 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 they've got um so good experience sharing like that um and it's something that i think uh, I'm going to try and, and do more of the community, I think, should continue to pursue, um, you know, interesting partnerships and uh, and collaborations like like that in ways we can we can to learn from each other and to benefit one another. So, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Meeple Dad for um, having fun. It was a good. He uh, we played a card game that he made and it uh, was pretty solid. Oh, shit. <laughs> what card game? How would you describe it? Um, so he's he just like made this uh, deck of cards that he's he so the the story goes that he like wanted to make whatever deck of cards would exist in in that forgotten runes world and so he like recognized oh there's um seven different like colors of magic in that world so there's seven suits to this deck of cards and then from there there's like a, a rule set so uh, you know, you're you've got like three cards face down and three in your hand, and then you're trying to like place the cards out and get one of each color. But every time you put a card out based on the color, it does something. So you put a yellow card out, and like everybody draws a card, but then everybody else discards too. And then you flip a red one, and you can like destroy somebody else's card. And um, you know, white ones will give you a shield, and then all these little differences. Um, but it makes a, a really cool little party game that's relatively easy to understand. Um, and it doesn't require, you know, like TCG style printing or anything. It, it's basically just like a fancy deck of cards with more suits. So I liked the simplicity of the design. Um, and I, I, I would, I would actually play it again. Nice. I, you know, the, uh, the game love letter, the card game. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a, that's a super simple, right? I think the deck has like 16 cards, but it goes up to four players. Um, early on, this was something I used to do when, when I was a kid. I would retheme games. So like, you know, I, I would just redraw them and just put them like in a Western context or in like a medieval context or whatever. And that that was that was one of them because it's so easy to duplicate. You know, it's just 16 cards and you could put Star Wars characters on it or whatever. But, you know, I was planning to do that with uh, Wagdai characters, right? With a 17, you play Love Letter with that. And uh, the, the way when you described, you know, his, his small like party card game that's easy and casual, that's kind of what I was thinking um, or what popped into. Yeah, I think there's there's good um, uh, utility out of a, a simple card game like 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 Love Letters, like Coup. Um, you know, I think trading card games are, get a little unwieldy. And very hard to like balance and design and keep fair and everything like that. Obviously, they're good money printers if you've got an established game or whatever. But um, you know, boxed, simple uh, playing card games are very cool. Um, and I really like that um, this happened to. Uh, um, it, it could be done with a basic deck of cards, really, if you wanted to. Um, so, so that was rad. Um, 
yeah, it might be something we, we as a community look into. If you're if you're a card game designer um, or think you want to experiment with that kind of thing, um, maybe muck around and see what you can do. Absolutely. Um, no takers to talk about the Dark Blade guy. They've got their secrets, dog. They're not going to like... They're not going to tell you why they chopped up the swindler and what the witch is doing with all these body parts. If you want to know that story, you've got to go to their spaces, bro. You can't just come to Wagdai Weekly and get the scoop on the Dark Blade Guild secrets, bro. That's not how it works. There's some some LARP elitist. Are you channeling your inner lost cowboy, by the way? That's my inner Tim Robbins, I think. Uh, but nah, I don't know. Yeah, it's the uh, it's it's Darkblade Guild shit, bro. We can't talk about that. Uh, well, okay. The post is out. One last chance to help Zer before sundown. Let yourself be known. Okay, so Zer is one creepy mofo. It's a wild wag guy. I really like it. Um, but you know, it's just run through AI art and given more um real manifestation. Um, and it's wild. So I don't know. Go and comment on that post if you if you want to help. I'm I'm hearing from Idibashi though that they're like super evil and they're super dark. Um, so if if it's against your moral alignment to do so, probably refrain. Might not be for you. Um, but if you're willing to compromise your integrity, um, go for it. I think it might be worth your while. We'll see what they're cooking up. Maybe it's a dungeon, Adam. Oh, dude, if it's a dungeon, I'm in. <laughs> I, I'm craving dungeons so bad right now. I just want, I just want to feel like the, the the hot risk of death. Yeah, I'm saying if if the vote comes out and it's Kingdom of the Enlightened, we're going to someone has to do a dungeon for that. That's a must. Um, sure. All right, let's mosey on over to Conclave Talk. Um, let's see, Wagdai Artist Guild. So the artist panel for season two is finalized. It is comprised mostly of returning artists. That is myself. That is Lost Cowboy. That is Brennan64, also known as Brennan.eth, and Rolinorama. So we will all be staying on in addition to one new member, which is Hapsigmi. Um, and he's been, the, the community has been very vocal about having him join up, you know, have his art be a part of the guild. So we're really pleased to welcome him and um, looking forward to the first drop of season two. If you guys recall too, uh, Wagtai Artist Guild also is doing its own tarot card collection and we're, we're uh, rolling out the second one soon. And that one's done in the style of Rolinorama by Rolinorama. Um, so really looking forward to that for, for everyone who's a WAG patron. Right on. Um, last night, we also had um, our uh, Conclave meeting at the Tavern. Second second live uh, Conclave meeting was a hit. Dude, we had like, I'd say probably like 20, 24 people flow through the night. Average like 18 people sitting in that Tavern chat listening. Um, par- partially because it was a very special one. We had uh, an AMA of sorts uh, with Beef about the You Will Not Survive game proposal. Um, it was a fantastic conversation. I really want to thank Roll and Beef for, for coming in and uh, letting us interrogate them <laughs> to, to some extent about the finer points of the proposal. But I think we ended at a place where like the community at large is like super uh, ready for this. There's a couple things that are currently being rewritten um, for the proposal. 
um, just to make it a little more secure. But we, we talked a lot about a lot of different, you know, reasons for, for certain decisions in the proposal. And um, one of the best things, you know, I went into that uh, uh, AMA expecting to really think that like my, my, my thoughts were that the PVP angle, the multiplayer survivor like experience was the real hook. Um, you know, I really thought that like, Oh, that's the one crazy thing that's going to like really set this game apart, um, in, in the marketplace. Um, but hearing the passion behind beef, um, explaining the story mode content and how, they intend to adapt the, um, you know, some strong highlights from our wag die spaces, incorporating the, the original audios, uh, staging the, the story events out, um, into like digestible, playable experiences from like the best of wag die, uh, really sold me on this hitting sort of that like indie game lovers niche, um, where it's it is a familiar genre and the gameplay is really solid, but there is something artistic to it. There is something theatrical to it, and I can really see it getting some level of, um, you know, indie acclaim in that in that fashion. If it if it if the version that you know plays out as 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 described, the best you know uh, <laughs> things happening in development makes it challenging, and there's it's never easy. But like, the vision is strong. I want to say that so. Um, that strong we also talked quite a bit about like well you know part of the reason that the royalty structure had been the way it was um, was largely to potentially leave room for if they wanted to get a, a larger publisher like a real game publisher um, be that you know raw fury or devolver digital or something like that um, and so you know we we had some discussion about that and the you know make adding a concession in the proposal now leaving room for a mainstream publisher to buy out the conclaves percentage so that, you know, rather than, you know, it, the, that percentage being tied up in the uh, uh, contract negotiations that they would have to go through, there would be room for um, the, the game publisher to buy out our stake, you know, have the conclave return its capital, have some, you know, profit baked into that. And then, um, there they go. They they have all the resources and access to a publisher, and you know we can continue carrying on investing in other cool projects. Um, so I, it was a really good, you know, sit down and chat, um, and I think a lot of strong things came out of it. Uh, it. At this point in time, I think Beef is rewriting those parts of the proposal. It will be going to vote probably as soon as it's done because I can't. I don't see any contesting. Um, from within the current conclave members so um, be on the lookout um, get your get your wag dies staked and seared so that you can have your maximum voting potential um, and let yourself be heard when this one comes around because um, i think it's going to be a, a really big decision for this group right on her silence what are your thoughts uh, it, it was really good um it was a really good event uh, really good conversation uh, just to kind of observe and listen to uh, King and Beef, two people very passionate, um, knowledgeable, and experienced in, in game design, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, King with this, you know, mastery level of understanding of the industry. I mean, they talked about it was almost educational for everybody else, you know, which is really interesting. 
And uh, I like everything about, I like everything that was said. I mean, really for me, I know that I don't know much about this. And so, I mean, if King likes it, I'm voting for it. I mean, I like it. I like it, but I don't know what red flags to look for. Right. And so hearing King kind of like, cause coming into it, King wasn't, he wasn't um, critical of the proposal. He just had some, yeah, it sounds good, but well, it sounds good, but, and he had some observations, you know, and, and I guess uh, long story short, it seemed like he thought there were some kinks that had to be worked out in that. I, I guess you could say um, is an impression I got. I don't want to speak for King, but to hear him kind of come on board through this conversation felt really good. Um, I, I, I kind of felt that through the discussion and uh, his excitement about it. Um, not that he wasn't excited, excited, but he is looking at it from a cautious point of view because this is all of our funds. You know, we don't want to get excited and hyped up about things, not consider the reality of it. Um, if there's a downside that we're just not choosing to look at. And by the end of that conversation, I didn't feel like that was the case. Um, as far as my, what I observed, you know, but from a high level, what I really like about it is, you know, somebody who had uh, two people who are very talented and put a lot of effort into a, uh, a product that, that is already, you know, usable per se. Like it's a, it's a, they have a demo, a demo version you can play. Right. And so there's a lot of work that's gone into it already. And uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Everybody has played it, has really enjoyed it. And uh, for them to be at this stage of it and to have of all the options they had, you know, and I'm sure they, they've been, he even he said that they've had a uh, interest from, from other groups and, I think he said Arbitrum, right? That to me is really impressive, you know? And, uh, you know, they, they could have gone the Web3 route or they could have gone, you know, the traditional route. I don't know what route, what game designers, how the whole process works, right? But they came to us and looking at it, it's a beautiful synergy of like-minded, passionate people. And it's very Web3. Like it's a very Web3 thing that's going on. We are funding as a decentralized group I don't want to say DAO, but the conclave is 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 going to vote to fund something that's an actual product. There's no ERC20 token to pump here. There's no mint to pump. It's not a Ponzi. And I was telling Beef this morning, like go through crypto, uh, go through NFT Twitter and look at all the things that are happening, right? And this is this stands out as something very authentic and very it, it's it's it gives me like internally like I don't want to get too like over the top about it, you know, but examples like this are things that give me a lot of uh, excitement and confidence in the space that it's not always going to be a giant Ponzi casino because that's what 99% of it is. So I really enjoyed it and it was uh, very motivational just to see talented people come together, the synergies and collaborate, you know, and the more like-minded people we get together, the more great things will happen. Right on. I, I just want to echo, it was really nice hearing King speak. I really thought he was just eloquent and, you know, very, very well spoken. I, I just really enjoyed listening to King. I mean, it sure beats Josiah. For sure, for sure. Uh, thank you, Silas. I mean, it's a, it, it's cool. I mean, I, I want to say again, kudos to the community. It was a well, or like, it was completely uh, orderly. There, you know, that could have been a chaotic uh, event, but y'all are, y'all are professionals. Um, and we didn't have anything really go off the rails. So um, cheers to y'all. Brennan, welcome up. Hey, hey. Uh, I was just 
I can wait till community highlights. Um, but I think that the next issue of Lost Pilgrim is going to mint tomorrow night. Let's fucking go, bruh. We got content. Let's go. All right. Tell us about the mint. What's happening? Uh, it'll be the same. Yeah, working with. Brendan, I think you're uh... Yeah, you're 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 rugging a bit there. I don't know if you're using Wi-Fi or or not or whatever, but um, yeah, you got you went you went total robot mode. Yeah. Right. Well, for those of you who don't remember, the Lost Pilgrim is the first Wag Guy comic to release. Um, you can find uh some I think I think it's Manifold slash Lost Pilgrim. What was it? Lost Pilgrim. But this is the first issue. The first issue was a uh, an issue zero, but uh Yeah, exactly. Issue one is uh for tomorrow. Uh if you can hear so me what, if what I'm not we, a robot. Can, yeah, you're yeah, you're much better now. What so what what can we expect um when this thing comes? Uh very similar in terms of pages, um, but dissimilar in that the ending is a little bit of a why in the road that will be determined um <laughs> based on factors we'll finalize tomorrow. But um I think there's some some fun as like interactivity that um that we're going to get to play with yeah dude that's awesome wait brennan this is volume two coming out isn't it uh it's the second um story in but as far as issues we started with zero like in uh true web three fashion i guess <laughs> to start the list from zero right so you put out two already right so you put down zero and one one so we're just now getting to one that's tomorrow i see did you put out two issues though? You, yes. So you can uh, go read it for free right now at wagdie64.com uh, at any time, but we haven't minted it yet. So the mint is officially, I think, tomorrow. I see. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. I know what you're saying now. And this is a, a two ETH mint? It's actually an eight ETH mint, but. Um, oh, I <laughs> hang reasonable, on. Reasonable. Uh, no, I think that there, I think everybody will be happy with like how how it can be obtained pretty easily uh, for wag die holders. So um, yeah, I'll get the details and, and tweet it out. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me know when you're ready. I'll give you some uh, megaphone permissions in the, uh, in the discord and we can uh, make sure everybody's aware that this is coming. Um, that's awesome. Can I get a megaphone permission? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> All right. With that, I think we're just about going to ride off into the sunset, closing it up with other cons- um we didn't mention this before, but Brennan, a.k.a. Council of Six, he actually, um, quote-unquote, bought a few of the late NT's wag die. And, you know, it, it, he, he quote-unquote, bought them at a price that a number much higher than what we were throwing around in Conclave proposals. Um, so shout out to him. I think, you know, the, the family really appreciates it and it's going to a very good cause. Um, so good on you, Brennan. Um, funny Chad video put out by what's his name now? Chad Muscle Mage Martin. Um, just some shenanigans. If you like fart jokes, if you like horns of Turlo, go check that out. Um, shout out to some newcomers. I don't know if Offling, you want to take this one. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. I mean, I doubt they're listening at all. But cheers to 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 what was his name? Dash Lamb. And all the other uh, uh, dial-up 56K hopefuls diving into the Discord. When whitelist, when whitelist. 
Uh, welcome to the community. Welcome to Wagdai. Please feel included uh, <laughs> in our in our slow march to death. All right, there we have it. Any final comments from anybody? Um, her silence. Do you have anything to say about the sudden increase in the supply of Nakis due to the mothling talk? Therefore, driving down the inherent value of them. Uh, no, when I, I I don't like to win by myself. I like to to win with my team, and uh, my team just got bigger. So let's uh, let's shout out. Good, Hosea as long as your also. team isn't the Milady Discord. Yeah, true. Um, let's uh, shout out Hosea for the hilarious um, <laughs> stupid video he put up the other day. I might have watched it like fifteen times in a row. Yeah, <laughs> it was just hilarious, man. And uh, good job narrating the moth. The moth uh, dropped from the from the main account too. That was great. Thank you. Oh my god, that was actually too good. All right, now I'm convinced it was you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just like him. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here before I lose it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Wagdai is a Web three based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with blockchain mechanics and fantasy role-playing to create an immersive adventure experience. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all later. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.